Good evening and welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I'm here with Angela. Hi! Hi. And today, before we start this episode, we want to put out a serious trigger warning. Yes. This is definitely an 18 plus episode. We will be discussing serial killers. Dun dun dun! A very popular one that people have wanted to have for a long time, so you're gonna get it. Today is the day. <laughs> it's <laughs> a perfect way to put that, I love yeah, it. <laughs> you're gonna get it. Today is the day. So if you have it, if you're off-put by any of the topics, there will be discussions of gruesome murders, mutilations, etc. So just for warning, you can back out now. It's not too late. <laughs> but without further ado, I am here with Angela. Hi. And of course, she has been a special guest in the past, but this is the first episode of season two. What? Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's been really exciting. So we thought serial killers would be the perfect way to kick off the new episode and currently we're actually not at the chateau we are sitting at angela's workspace we're kind of in a studio setting today and in front of me angela is sitting with a coffee mug what does your coffee mug say on it <laughs> so my coffee mug has mr jeffrey dahmer on it uh with the nice little title of chef jeff <laughs> my friend shell from archer's arrow made me this it also has the lovely, this is the part that gets Isabella, it has the lovely little line on it yeah, that read says, it I enjoy coffee like I do my men. Ground up. I enjoy coffee like I do my men. Ground up. That <laughs> is quite something. So on that note, our first <laughs> serial killer of the day, we're going to discuss many, so sit tight, is Jeffrey Dahmer. Tell us a little bit. Yes. Let's imagine someone's listening to this and they've never heard of this guy. Who is he? What's the story? Jeffrey Dahmer is known as the Milwaukee Cannibal, so Wisconsin. So he ate people. Yes, he oh, literally <laughs> ate people. Um, he was active in 1972 to 78, I believe. Okay. So uh, 70s killer. Uh, I believe there were 17 uh, victims, all young, uh, like 14 to like 20. So very young. Very sometimes. young. Okay, it's unfortunate. Um, men of color, yeah. uh, African American and Native American. So like POC young yes. boys he was going after. He, yep. That's what he targeted. Were they gay, straight? Yes, boys? they okay. were almost all gay, or he picked them up from the gay bathhouses or. Okay, Gabe. so he was poaching predatory yes. on... Got him, got him. Definitely, and it's yep. one of those, especially at that time, as much as it's was not, awful to say... It was not as accepted as well back oh, then. Oh, yeah, so, totally. Yeah. You hit that, and, you know, if, you know, your son leaves home, and he ends up dying in a gay club kind of thing, or that was the last place he was seen, yeah. a lot of times they didn't accept them afterwards kind of thing. So yeah. a lot, a lot so of we were talking about this earlier, this is actually, it's funny, this is the third time we've been re, re, not well, re-filming, re, or, you know, doing the audio for this podcast. Because yes. we wanted to include that trigger warning was important beginning. But something yes, we yes. were discussing before, which I thought was very interesting, is this concept of serial killers often share one thing in common, is that they go after people specifically who will not be missed mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether these are boys in young boys in the gay community or whether these are prostitutes they're going after people that they think they can pick up who will not be as noticed mm -hmm. and that's interesting to oh me. it is it's easier i mean technically they are missed by like their own individual families yeah. at one time but especially at that time Law enforcement not going to look into They're it as not much. Oh, care. a prostitute goes missing. Oh, exactly. Big, big, well, you know, yeah. Nobody's going to care. And it, 
that's what we mean. We don't mean like yeah, they I just think, I think nobody so, cared. No, I think but, that at the time, yeah. the, the time that we were living in that world, that mm-hmm. people were very much like it was a different time. So people felt differently about. So people went missing, and yes, I think even even in the law, right? Even when we talk mm-hmm. about the police, they were actively like, okay, they still investigated, and a lot of these people were caught. Just that's how we know these stories. Yeah. But a lot of times we talk about people like we'll talk about Ted Bundy a little bit later. But you know, he could have had up to two hundred victims. Oh, yeah. Is what he said. He said that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, these are people who were just not missed for whatever reason. Like, they'll go after runaways, people who are homeless, people who are vulnerable, innocent victims. Vulnerable, I think, is the best word. It is predatory. It is is purposeful. It's not a random thing. It's often, like, that they go after it with design now. Oh, definitely. Jeffrey Dahmer. So Jeffrey Dahmer. How how many people did he kill? He did 17. 17. Young men. That we know of, probably. Yeah, that we know of. I love that. They're all, all of these, by the way. Well, here's the weird thing. about these numbers. They're all that we know of. Well, that's the thing with Dahmer. He was very honest was after he? he got caught he wow. was like oh and this guy's bones are here and oh, oh i have great. polaroids of this guy here i took some pictures and yeah yeah and um like i said a lot of poor um poor is another one we should add Pro- poverty is a yeah, huge vulnerability in these cases people um, and that links him about homelessness yes as well um but yeah he was one of these that he would pick him up from the club or the bathhouse, which apparently was still very popular in Wisconsin, which I found entertaining. Yeah, I, I, the bathhouse, I didn't know about that until very recently. Yeah. It's a phenomenon, but it was a thing. Very yeah, popular. I, I was highly Turkish amused. Turkish bathhouses yeah. as well. Yeah, it, it was the quiet, like, mm-hmm. gay pickup, which I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Right, because they needed a place to go, because back then it wasn't socially acceptable. Exactly. So now, so they needed a place to um, do that. But yeah, so he picked up these guys there. Usually took him back to his house with the promise of drugs or alcohol or okay, anything yeah. like that. And uh, basically, sometimes he was he had sex with them. Not always. He usually killed them and oh. then and then had necrophilia. Yes, he, he was a big necrophilia. Oh boy! Um, this is why we get into the gruesome stuff. Yes, this is where it gets dark really quick. Um, uh, there was one kid. I unfortunately am not going to even attempt to pronounce his name because I feel I'm going to butcher it and I feel like that's even more that's disrespectful. Yep. Um, he was 14. Wow, 14. 14. Young. And the, another weird thing, I can't remember if it's before or after this situation, Dahmer actually picked up his brother and killed his brother Whoa. previous to this. But I don't think this that's kid knew at the time. That's super evil. That is so evil. It, it's, it's dark. It's dark. Um, but this is one... Dahmer had this weird thing with possession, and he wanted to keep the body. He always had this weird thing with being alone, and he figured if they were dead, they couldn't reject him. They couldn't find him but as a freak. he still wanted to own them and possess yes. them. Yes. He, he never, like, uh, he started collecting mannequins at one point, and it just, it didn't I'm have the right I'm looking around your shop for mannequins Don't right look right at now. the dress forms. Don't look okay. at the dress forms. Ignore okay. them. <laughs> I swear they're not fleshy. Um, but... He, so it was just this really weird neuroses he had. And it was just... It's almost weird if you hear one of his interviews. You almost feel, at one point, pity. Because he's so alone in his own brain. And then you remember what he did. Yeah, and it's like, you're a horrible you know, human being. Yeah. Like, his first... Oh, going back to the kid. So this is actually how he eventually got caught. So I'm totally skipping to the end. Because that's okay, where that's it fine. gets dark really quick. Um, he started experimenting with zombies. Wait, so, are we talking about the zombies resurrected variety or just 
dead bodies that he was taking the cadaver. You're not going to like this. <laughs> what? So he would take these guys, including this poor 14-year-old kid. This kid, yeah. And knock them out, drugs or beat them. He usually wasn't very physical, but, you know, they're knocked out, whatever. But he um, drugged this kid, took a drill... Oh, God. Into the skull. Oh, no. And actually started injecting acid into his brain. Was he still alive at this yes. point? Yes. <whistles> okay. Yes. I wish you guys could see Izzy's face right now. It's terrifying. I'm so sorry. Ter- yep. oh. Keep going. And then uh, Dahmer did something weird. Like, he went out for beer or something. No. And this kid got out. No. Are you serious Yes. Right now? So this no. poor kid is wandering outside the apartment complex and With naked. acid in his brain. Yes. Oh my god. Okay. So he's naked at this point. Oh my and god. And the cops get called. And the cops show up. Okay. And uh, right about that same time, Dahmer shows back up. Okay. And they caught him? No. Oh my god. <laughs> what? They literally... He showed up and went... Hey man, that's my gay lover, and he's basically, no. you know, high no. right now. And they went, We want no part of this man. Are you serious? Take this and don't give me any more details. And they released him back into that guy's custody. What? Yes, I am completely serious. That's a true story. It's true. The police came and they were like, Yeah, yes. it's fine, he's your gay, just get back in there. Yes. Him. And that was what was weird because something, I can't remember if he escaped again or something happened. It might have been another guy. Now I'm like, crossing stories cases in my head i'm really sorry but they went in uh another time i think another time stop letting me say another time but um he had handcuffs on and that they're like oh it's bdsm yeah exactly they're like no details don't give us Mm -hmm. details we don't want to know wow and they're like well you know can i get the key to at least get this off of this guy and they went sure and the cop followed him into the house where he had well, he had the altar set up, but they apparently walked straight past it. Oh, my God. And, uh... What? This is unbelievable. It, it was weird. And happened to see the open drawer of Polaroids. Wait. Was it like with the victims? Yes. Did he get caught? That's all I want to know. I, he obviously got caught. I we can't... He got caught. He got caught because the smell in the house got so bad so he was throwing oh, everything down the garbage disposal oh, and this is just an apartment complex yeah and uh, so there are other people living yes okay, okay so it's causing everything to back up oh my god and he had been he had the super called on him several times because of the smell and it's like mm-hmm. oh no my fish died or oh the freezer broke. There was always an excuse he had. Right, they had for it. So we know he had zombie yes. zombie sex dolls that yes. he made out of his poor kids. Yes. Uh, and he ate, he was cannibal. Yes, they found... Um, victims as well. Yeah, they found the they found them in the fridge and on the stove and... Yeah, that reminds me of that yeah. New Orleans case. So it'd be, well, it's not, you know, where the girl got... Zach and Abby. Yeah, yeah, Zach and Abby. There you go. Uh, but, okay, so I think we'll move along to our next serial killer. We actually do have guest audience day, which is Daniel. Yes. Hello. Over here in the corner. Our background. What, he's going to be listing off our serial killer stuff. What is serial killer number two? Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. This is okay, so you. Um, this is so me. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, the Autumn of Terror. Take yourselves back to Victorian London, 1888. The streets of Whitechapel are terrorized by a cloaked-figured man who is 
murdering women. The crazy part about Jack the Ripper, but I will start about saying all the serial killers that we will talk about today, he probably has one of the lowest kill rates. It's funny, but Which is so one weird. of the most famous. But, but we know of, he only killed five people. However, there have been six other cases that are linked mm-hmm. to him, but again, not proven, so we can't say here nor there. However, he was very interesting specifically because the way he went about killing his victims and something I think that we'll see as a common thread when we discuss any of these serial killers is possession, just Mm -hmm. like you were talking about with Jeffrey Dahmer. There is a desire to take the victim and to truly possess them and somehow they think through death that they can achieve that because you're right, that person will never reject you again, this and that. And yes, the reasons are sick, depraved and wrong, but these are sick people who are usually sociopathic and that is what's going on in their brain. So in the case of Jack the Ripper, some of his victims were mutilated beyond... I mean, I wouldn't advise it, but you can actually find pictures online if you're yep. very curious. They're black and white. Keep in mind, this is Victorian photography, so it's very 1880s, kind of poor imagery, but it's of some of the victims as they lay when they were found. And some of these pictures are just... They're gruesome. They are. They're really, very gruesome. <laughs> really dark. And he was a lot of people suspect his thing. There have been hundreds, literally, I'm not even joking, hundreds of people have been claimed to be the Jack the Ripper, you know, everything mm-hmm. from even royalty it was pinned on. But the thing is, he was never, yeah, he was never actually caught, is the thing. And his, his, his killings stopped right after Mary was his last victim. It's abruptly, you know, that they they randomly stopped and we just don't really know what happened to him, whether he died, whether he got incarcerated for another reason or whether he fled the country, which leads into the H.H. Holmes, which we'll talk about in a little bit later. Same, I like these Victorian serial killers because, you know, I like my gentlemen well-dressed and whatnot. <laughs> but from, from people who had seen, like there was one victim, he had Catherine Edo's, and um, someone claimed to seen seen them together and they said with a visual description that he was a man who was pale, pallid, in his 30s with a small moustache, specifically. So that's one of the few clues we have to how he might have looked. Uh, also, the name Jack Ripper, like much like the Zodiac Killer, which we'll talk about as well, he named himself, so in letters, he's he actually would sign it because he liked to taunt the police. He enjoyed leaving evidence that was tantalizing because that was part of the power trip for this man and his ego. And it's a great sign of, you know, megalomania right there. He once sent a letter with a small piece of one of the girl's livers that he had oh, cut yeah, off and put it put it in a letter. He was always fond again of going after prostitutes. These were young women Four of the five victims were actually previously married, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, that I didn't, is interesting. I didn't know about that, which I thought was really cool. Most of them had very small private funerals, with the exception of Catherine Edos, who made a big parade down Whitechapel. There were hundreds of people waiting to greet the coffin outside of the church, and I thought that was really cool. But at the time, even though she was a prostitute, but they took the time to acknowledge these women I and didn't actually know that. say, "Yeah, I thought that was really cool." The rest oh, wow. of them had very quiet 
tucked away funerals again because sociopaths like to go after mm-hmm. women and men as well who are in that easy prey victim mm-hmm. target area and prostitutes were very easily forgotten in Victorian London they oh, died yeah. they'd end up in the Thames floating bodies every day it was quite quite a thing so at this time it was actually you know what what really was shocking about it was the theatrical nature that I think but that's what sets them apart and I think a lot of other serial killers in history even H.H. Holmes came a little bit after him it's more like 1890s versus yeah. 1880s I think were inspired by that theatrical nature to yes. like and even the Zodiac Killer the writing of letters with mm-hmm. the symbols and the throwing the police off the scent is that kind of grandiose mania right like i'm gonna really fuck with these guys while oh, i can yeah yeah and the staging and everything the staging yeah. of the corpses the positioning so that's jack the ripper and i think he's a fantastic one very interesting and in fact if you happen to be in london and you go to Whitechapel, you can still to this day do tours yes and they'll walk you around Dream. the different sites of the victims which is really quite you have a friend who is a ripperologist <gasps> which is actually a thing you can be a oh. vampireologist turns out you can be a ripperologist so that's what he got his phd and that's what he's professionally doing for a living. He writes books on Jack the Ripper. Oh, how cool. So really cool. I should introduce you to him. Yes, please. Daniel, who's our next serial killer? Ba-dum-bum. Gacy. 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 Over to you. That's me. Uh, Gacy. Uh, I can't remember when he operated now, but he was a 70s. He lasted for a little while longer. But he, A lot Dahmer. of these serial killers are 70s. 70s and 80s, man. Ted Bundy. That is the time of the serial killer. That is the golden age it, of it, serial it, killing. It, it, it turns out it's right around the time and a lot of things of like female empowerment. Exactly. and For Ted Bundy, yep. at least. But as we know, case different prey in mind there. Yeah, I, I just realized all my men, all, so far my guys are all... Um, uh, they targeted men. Yep, that was their target. Right? It's kind of I don't want to say they're homosexual or just batshit crazy, but these they're guys all crazy. But targeted they, men. they still have a type. Everyone's got a type. Yes. It's just are you cooking them or not? You know? Yeah, <laughs> Gacy did not cook his, but he okay, he, was, he not... was a pedophile and a serial he killer. He was the one who was dressed as a clown, right? Yes, and did kids parties. He did. Terrifying. Uh, he Can was... we talk about terrifying that is the starpoint of all of the killers? He earns yes. the most terrifying. Yes. We can agree. I mean, that's why we have it and oh, everything. Oh, it's inspired yes. by him. Okay, uh-huh. that makes a lot of sense, actually. Right? There's a few out there that are inspired by him. Can you imagine if you were a kid, and now we obviously know about him, but imagine you're a kid and he actually came to your party. There's Just home video of him at kids' birthday parties as the clown. Terrifying. Pogo the clown. Pogo, is that his name? Pogo, Pogo the, the clown. clown. Yep. Wow. And he was one of these. He hid in plain sight. He worked good jobs. He was... Uh, Norman and society, which a lot of yeah. sociopaths can do. It's yes. worth noting. They can blend into society mm-hmm. and wear the mask that they yep. need to when it's required. He, uh, The big famous one was he was like a manager of KFC. Mm. Um, uh, uh, he wow. was married to a woman. What? Had two no, kids. is this true? Yes. Wow, this two is kids. making a story. rabbit yep. hole goes deeper. It, it gets... Weird. And it was one of those he would start. I didn't know he was married um, or had kids. Maybe. Yes. No and idea the, about that. Uh, like one of his early crimes was he got in trouble, obviously, for picking up a runaway, at least a hitchhiker. Let's say hitchhiker because the 70s. Mm. And uh, molested this kid, and this kid got away. This is like oh, early, early thank, beginning thank God. of always, his crimes. I always like the stories where the kid gets yes. away. Doesn't happen often, but it makes my heart glad when yes. it does. And he didn't get dragged back in or anything like the other kid in the other story. I no, he did not. Good. good I don't good, believe good. so. Good. Um, 
but um, he ended up getting in trouble for this and went to jail. Oh. And But it was something ridiculous, like 18 months. Like, okay. you know, the fact at that time that a pedophile went to jail was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the, the time agreed it was not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, so he had a conviction. And it became one of these weird things that these teenage boys, usually 15, 16, 17, were going missing in the area fairly close to where this guy lived. Okay. And it was one of those he would... So again, young boys. Yes, young boys. And he um, would pick up hitchhikers, or at one point he owned his own construction company. So it was like, hey, nice, easy summer job. Yeah. Um, There was uh, one story, it might be the last boy, Timothy, I can't remember for sure now, but um, this kid came in, his mom's working at her job, I believe it was at a diner, and went, hey, I have a job interview, Mm. I'm going to go talk to this guy, and I'll be back in a little bit, because I hopefully got a summer job kind of thing. Never seen again. He's gone. And um, so he would pick up these guys, he always said, with like the promise of drugs, but... You know, some were jobs. Yeah. um, Which is even more diabolical. It is sad, yeah. And um, You're like diabolical, I'm like sad. (laughs) Either way, yeah. Awful. Speaks volumes. Awful. (laughs) But he um, would... He liked to play this game. He always called it this game. And a lot of survivors have um, testified to this. But he would either, like, handcuff you or try to wrestle you. He's a big guy. He's over six feet tall. Yeah, I've seen pictures of him as a clown. He's, like, 300 pounds. He's huge. So he could very easily overpower these young boys. And um, if... So he'd handcuff them? He would try to handcuff them, hog tie them, if he could. And if they got away, it was, Oh, you passed the test. Now I know you're tough and you can handle this job. Are you serious? I am completely serious. It's awful. That's evil. Yes, it's awful. Uh, But clever, but evil. Right? Very evil. It it was insane. And it was one of those, the cops slowly started catching on. Because, like, his wife ended up leaving him. She's like, this is weird. She was catching on. A lot of people talk about be wives in these future stories, like the Green River Killer, who never know. No, no sense their husband is murdering people. Like I think, I think they had gotten separated by this point. It's a different mask, and it speaks to the ability of a sociopath to be able to wear a different mask depending on the environment. So with the wife, there is the good husband exactly. And he apparently was a great father in some ways. Yeah, that's what it terrifies me more. It's so weird. Terrifies and, me more. Um, he, uh, They're so adept at you oh know, my God. changing and manipulating the environment around them to a point where someone like you or I would completely believe mm-hmm. that. That is terrifying I'll to me. I'll tell you about BTK too then. Yeah, we'll get, we'll, but, we'll get uh, into it. Uh, so yeah. what ended up happening with Dahmer, they're, the cops started catching on. Especially when this one kid was like, hey, I have a job interview with this guy at this company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he disappeared. The cops are like, huh, that's weird. We should probably start checking this guy out. And then yeah. they go back into his records or we're like, oh, he was in jail for picking up a a, a young boy yeah. and brutally sodomizing him in the back of the car kind of thing. God, okay. Yeah, and um, I mean, that kid testified and he came back and testified against him as an adult. How terrifying must that be? I mean... We go, we go like Ted Bundy, his vic- oh. some of his victims who luckily survived yes. by an inch 
violent yes. of their lives yes. to go survive, and they're in the court with the predator. Yes. Like, like terrifying to me. Uh, what? Can oh, you, yeah. Can you even imagine being in that no. situation? No. Truly, if the person who really wanted to end you, and that was their mm-hmm. main goal, and you have to sit in a court, and they do it because they're brave. And yes, it speaks it's to the so bravery brave. of victims and the quality yeah. of that, yeah. And I definitely think that's something that needs to be acknowledged as hell. It is, it's so So that's okay, so how, how many, do we know how many people were clown killer? Here's the thing. Killed? Uh, is that one we don't know of? We many? know of... 33. That's pretty high. Yes. The numbers we've got in my head here. Yes. Uh, That being said, they're finding more through uh, DNA testing now. Like, they're... Oh, God, yeah. um, um, Which is really fascinating. And, like, some of these... There's 33. Mm -hmm. So, the way he was caught... So, the cops are examining, you know, keeping an eye on him. And he is just Mr. Creepy. Yeah. Like, he would go, he knows the cops are out watching him. Yeah. And he would be like, hey guys, you want to come out and have some coffee? Or, you know, should I make you a sandwich? Like, he Damn. made this a game. It was really weird. And then one time, the cops come to the door for something, and he's like, you know, you got nothing on me kind of mentality. And the guy's yeah. like, can I come in and use your bed- bathroom? And the guy's like, sure. Gacy just let him in. Oh, wow. And the guy goes to the bathroom. And he's in the bathroom, and through the vent, the smell started coming up when the heater kicked on. He had buried almost all the bodies in the crawl space under his house. That seems to be an ongoing thing, the, the smell yes. and the, the... Yeah, indeed. Yes. Indeed. And it's, so I, I think eight of the victims hadn't been identified, and those are some of the ones that are... They're doing the genetic we're testing still, on So we're now. still finding out here, yes. That's a common theme. Yes. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on our killers now. Yes. So what is the next killer, Daniel? Next one. H. Holmes. H. Holmes. Oh, here you go, girls. I'm excited. This is one of my favorite ones because it's an interesting story is what makes this different from other, probably all the other serial killers to have ever existed. Oh, yeah. H.H. Holmes. Again, he is a Victorian-era gent killer, much like Jack the Ripper. However, he's more like the 1890s. So it's possible he was inspired, and you were having something where you said some documents that they may have been related or yeah. the same person or something. The times don't quite match up here nor mm. there. I don't think so. The guy went to school, you know, and, and did a lot of work in medical stuff. So, you know, they do the cadavers and, and you learn about the human body. So he was very knowledgeable about the human body and he understood in that surgeon aspect and that actually again relates him a bit to Jack the Ripper mm-hmm. because we know from the cuts on the bodies it was very with surgeon precision this was a guy who knew what they were doing he Jack the Ripper would take out the uterus and stuff he knew Oof. where it was you wouldn't in the Victorian era we you wouldn't generally know where that was unless you'd been taught mm-hmm. on a real body in a medical school or something along those lines or you're a barber or something but going back to H.H. Holmes, so yes, he goes to medical school, and back then, it was popular both in England, especially in Scotland, to in Edinburgh, and in America, it was popular for body snatching. Yes! Body snatching was where you'd go out into the graveyard to make some pounds, well, some dollars if you're in America, mm-hmm. and you'd dig up the <laughs> bodies, it's probably like pennies, it probably wasn't pounds, dig up the bodies, and you um, supply them to medical schools, because they were actually in dire need of bodies yep. for actual medical use but was the practice unethical absolutely but the more evil part is okay it's one thing if you're taking bodies 
from the graveyard for, to supply them to medical school. It's another thing if you're taking live, healthy people and knocking them off so that you can sell them for a profit to the medical school, which is exactly what H.H. Holmes did because he had the connections with the schools. They didn't know. They didn't ask questions often I don't think about. They, cared. <laughs> no, they just wanted the bodies yeah. because they thought they were doing good work, which mm-hmm. I understand that portion of it, which is what makes this story so much more interesting. He was a serial killer who operated above the board in some respects. He was one of the few serial killers. He went to Chicago, Illinois. He built his own frickin' hotel, right, which was the World's Fair Hotel. For those of you that don't know, throughout history, we have the World's Fair, and it's very famous. And the latest inventions and uh, scientific ideas are brought forth into the world, and it's held in different parts of the world. And it happened to be in the fair was in Chicago that year, so he thought he would capitalize on the tourists, which was a great idea, as it turns mm-hmm. out, coming in because they wanted a hotel to stay at. So he thought, "Oh, have this." Later, the building was coined instead of the World's Fair Hotel, the Murder Palace. Yes, the Murder Castle. I'm incorrect. It was it was coined I've the heard Murder both, Castle. To be fair, yeah, both. Yeah. You totally apply. It could be the murder palace. People uh, would know either way what you're. What you're but he about. very carefully, you know, with great care in that sociopathic way, made a torture house basically of your worst nightmares. He in the basement had a crematorium. He had vats of acid Ugh. that he was just waiting to dip you in. He had rooms which he'd specifically built that could be airtight locked with pipes that would pump gas into the room. So while you were quietly sleeping, he could basically gas you to death and watch it for his own sick, twisted pleasure. Worse still was you see in the cartoons where the person's in a bed and the chute appears and they fall down down a chute in the tunnel yeah. it was like that but imagine you're you're like I'm so excited about going to the world's fair and you'd be sleeping in this bed chute opens you fall down through through the bed into a vat of acid alive and literally I just that would be the worst death that I could even imagine in, in my wildest dreams to be honest this guy had it all he had every sadistic thing in different ways depending on how he's feeling of a different room, room to torture his mm-hmm. particular victims he was almost also a bigamist had multiple wives and interestingly one of the most famous ones he had a wife he said uh, one, one time in my life he said I did love a woman once in my life it was just one woman she was the perfect wife but then she told me she got pregnant and I didn't like that so I decided I would off so he kills pregnant wife and child and then he sells the body to a medical institution and to this day these the skeletons actually still on display both her and baby pregnant in the thing like he he did that that's is still visible today which is crazy i didn't know it was still yeah. visible today when oh, you yeah. told me the story it's like hanging oh, up damn. In a, yeah it's it's actually but that is a true story another oh. crazy thing he did was he was put he had two two i two little girls he was putting care of yes re- wasn't it like two girls and a brother or something. something. Well, I, yeah. you can. I tell you what. You, while I do research, we're doing this thing. Well, well if we, I want to make sure we get the facts right for this podcast. It was either two little boys, two little girls, but there was only two of them because he had to fit them inside a suitcase. Creepy uh... part of this story. And they said, "Oh, you know, they don't. They need you to take care of them because the relatives are dead or whatnot." And so he said, "I'll take care of them. Uh... <laughs> Let's take them on a little vacation on the train." He literally stuffed them both alive into a suitcase i believe it was even as crap as little gasping inside the suitcase and basically 
suffocated them to death and then I believe buried them in the bricks of a wall by a house and when he was caught you know he on the number count, I think, I want to say, and I could be wrong here, I believe the number he admitted to was around 27 murders that, that were verifiable, kind of, this, okay, this happened. But, as we know, we're up in, like, these Pulp Fiction magazines that came out, kind of, in the 1950s, there were rumours in there that he had actually said he he believed he'd actually murdered up to 200 people. Which is, which I could, his wife I believe, believe. A lot of people don't believe this, because, well, it's not verifiable. But with the setup he had, the crematorium easily available in the mm-hmm. basement to avoid the smell, to avoid all of those complications these other people have, the fact that he had the acid bats, the fact he had the access and the willingness of the medical yes. institutions on his side, even if they didn't truly know what he was doing, tells me when he boasts that he's doing 200 people, I believe he was like on a, that, that building was a slaughterhouse. And so that building oh, yeah. was demolished. I kind of wish historically they'd kept it. That oh, is something I think imagine? would have made a great museum. I would like to see the, the, the gas valves and everything, how he was actually operating. The, the traps, that. the, the trap labyrinth, doors, basically. The crematorium. Yes. The, he even had this limestone thing. It was he had all this crazy shit in his basement, right? I feel like it's so beyond belief. But so then it became a, a TV series about this. So I really, is there a TV series? So they were going to make a film, and apparently well, it's going to be on Hulu. But it's Hulu. a Martin Scorsese film with, with uh, Leonardo Leo. DiCaprio. Yes, oh, it cool. is. So here's it's the based thing. off of a book. He's never like whereas Jack the Ripper has become famous and is in movies and stuff. They've never really done an H.H. Well, H. Holmes movie. So, so we'll I'm, see. I'm excited. What Daniel was I'm, saying I'm, in the background, if I you couldn't hope. hear it, is that they're going to make a Hulu release, right? Hulu series, yeah. Series with Leonardo DiCaprio. So if that mm-hmm. happens, I would be fascinated to see. It. I think he has not had enough airtime because I do think he's the most <laughs> evil. If you were oh, to say yeah. who wins the most evil conniving award. In the medical, he wins above Jack Ripper. In, in oh, my I'll give opinion. you that. I'll give this you guy, that. and I'm surprised Jack Ripper has more fame. I think because he came first, mm-hmm. and there may have been some inspiration. I think he was just like on it. the weirdest first thing. Like, yeah. You never forget your first psychopath. Your first psychopath. Kind of thing. <laughs> the first introduction. Psychopath. Yes. Okay, Daniel. Oh, who's our next serial killer? Real quick. Oh, wait. With the kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, two little girls. Right? It was two little. He was actually given. Uh, possession. I think they were like his secretary's kids, or yeah. I can't remember what this Someone's guy. Kids. Like he was like this help. He was his helper. Like they were trying to do all this insurance fraud. I'm butchering the history as quickly as possible. But he w- took all three kids. Oh, so it was three kids. There it was, was three suit. kids, and they fit them all in a suitcase. Mm. The boy was killed differently. Oh, how was the boy? The killed? boy was found. Oh, so that's why the two um, girls were in the suitcase. That's what yes, I remember. He, he took the girls separately. Yeah, so he had a trip. He had all three kids don't on go, the trip. Don't go on a trip with uncle. Right, <laughs> exactly. And then the little boy was killed separately and then the girls uh, were found after he was caught in the suitcase. Wow. So you, yeah. Okay, we, we've way run over our time on this recording. We're going to keep going. It's this it. We could, we it's, could even... It's season two premiere. Right, it's okay. <laughs> this is it. Daniel, give us our next serial Next one. If you please. BTK. 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 Over to you, Angela. This is me. I have all, like, the 70s guys today. Um, I've got a Ted Bundy coming up. You won't be able to... That is true. Go. That is true. Give us some time. All right, so, BTK. Uh, his name, his real name is Dennis Hager. Uh, you want to talk about creepy... Oh, this story is insane because it happened when I was in college, so I followed it like a creep when I should have been sleeping and, and studying. But, um. Uh, oh, so this is. 
Is this what time period is? So he was killing. I think his first murder was like 1974 okay, so in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, so Midwest again. All of my guys are Midwest as well. Uh, Interesting. Gacy was from Chicago as well as Holmes. So yeah, very good show. They're all... This must breed serial killers. Something... I could do a whole thing with Wisconsin with you. Oh, my God. Anyways. But, um, uh, uh, um, so they, crap. So BTK was killing his first. And you can definitely swear killer. on this one. That's true. I can swear. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, so, uh, like his first murder that's attributed to him is a family of five. What? If I remember correctly, a it's family. Four or five. This is the first like family yes. one I've heard on the show. So he goes in. It's unfortunate. He's obsessed with the little girl who's like eleven or twelve. Oh boy, that's bad news yes. to start with. I, I think See four people were actually killed. Um, now that I think about it, but um, so he got obsessed. These these are like people in his neighborhood kind of thing, and he was really into what he was one of these like fanboys. He was a voyeuristic. Killer, well, like to watch him. He, he was like a fanboy of serial killers. Oh, that's weird. Yes, that's he was creepy. all about because he thought he was smarter than everybody and smarter than the police, and he could get away with it. And he was going to formulate the perfect crime. Very sociopathic. Very. And um, so he ends up killing this family. And I don't want to go into full details. It's awful on that one. The one of the worst parts is the boys in the family um, who missed the murder. They had gone to school already. Mm-hmm. Uh, were the ones that found the bodies. Oh, God. Of both of their parents. Oh, my God. A Can little you brother. imagine that? That is awful. They didn't find the sister. The police found the sister. Oh, God. So he definitely killed them all. Yes. He definitely did it. Um, I cannot remember his didn't body count at anyone. the moment. Yeah. But um, just, and it was these horrible home invasion kind of things. And like one was a, uh, an older woman just like down the street from where he lived. And his daughter now is a big, um, almost like a victim advocate. Yeah. And it's like, we had no idea. And I want to speak out for these people because there's becoming more and more families who are touched because they're father was a serial killer and they're doing uh talk like um the happy face killer's daughter is doing stuff it's this they're becoming their own support group it's really fascinating i always wonder about like these people have these kids and whether they're just like i just cannot be associated with this person anymore yes it's in the case of ted bundy some people are but like um um it's fascinating where they help no, that's no, I don't. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. I can tell you a story, but we can. Go okay, ahead. afterwards, yeah, yeah. We'll make Daniel do one for once. Yeah, but um, so he. I think it's gonna end up being two episodes, guys. If I <laughs> so once once we hit around forty minutes, I'm gonna stop it, and we can start episode two. But I want you to oh, finish perfect. up. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So um, with BTK. So um, I'm looking up real quick. His numbers. Yeah. Yes. Um, the because, kill count is one because we are awarding here of you know most malicious, <laughs> yes. most evil, most conniving, most surgical, and of course, the highest body count is the it's the true one now. Who and, really who really had the highest body count of uh, all time? And that's the thing you'll never know is the weird thing. Yeah. Oh, he killed so between 1974, got that one right, um, and 1991, he killed 10 people. Ten, so he's actually still above Jack the Ripper. Yes. I might add, which is just 
it's mind blowing how it puts that in perspective in terms of the numbers. There are oh, people yeah. who have killed so many more, and they don't quite. They're still famous. Yeah, but not quite as famous. Well, he's one of like the like I said, he was a fanboy basically of all these things, and so he right. slowly killed like uh, he killed a sister and brother in their house at one point. Older so he adult. Tend to, he tend to go after families. Didn't yes. care about the. So we talk about okay, this guy likes young boys, or this guy likes prostitutes. This is someone who's like I like families and will do anyone. Not necessarily. He he just was an opportunist. Ah, basically. Um, And then like another one, he killed a mother, but he locked like the five year old son in the bathroom during it, and the he watched it happen, screaming to try to get out to get to his mother and watch the whole thing happen. So it's a horrible. But he let him go. He left him in the room. He just left him in, in the bathroom. bathroom. Didn't kill him. Just He just left it's him there. It's almost more traumatic because you'd have right? to watch your own mother being murdered. Yes. Which would be a yes. horrific thing to live through, realistically. Yeah. yeah. It, it's out there. And not all of them he raped, either. They're like That's strange, it's too. It's very strange. And Right. It's um, not quite like the possession that we talk no. about some have. But then, I think some are just for joy for killing. It, like, we talk about like American is. psychos, and these are mm-hmm. more going into movies, which could be its own podcast, oh, yeah, realistically. That guy's killing just for the joy of it in the truly yes. lacking of emotion there. But some of these people, is, they're killing for yes. the possession. Yes. They're like, I'm going to keep your skull and put it in I'm going to take your Polaroid so I can have a memory of you. Ha! Ah, so nice. So, fun thing with BTK, he was yeah. all about his Polaroids. Oh, so he took Polaroids so it took Of himself in bondage. Out oh. in the woods, so he would put on masks How would he and take photos of self bondage? That's it's hard. Says weird. I. It's really weird. I've got to look this like up. Like self timer. There's so almost I've, I've a final question on here yes, for yes. BTK. What does the name stand for? It oh, sounds like oh. Burger King. I've got to know what it means. It's a uh, bound torture kill. Bound. He torture named kill. himself. He put it oh, in okay, one like, of the like letters. Like Zodiac, like Jack yes. the Ripper. He, he put this in a letter to the police. He also had a letter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He did all the letters. He did. He called what into the news. <laughs> like, it was insane. I, I'm like, I know we're over time, but I want to tell you how he got caught. Do you want me to okay, do it yeah, now? Tell or me, yeah, okay, no, okay. tell me. I got caught. So, uh, the first murder, 1974, they did a follow-up piece 30 years later, you know, let's not forget these people kind of thing and this guy went well i'm not getting attention anymore this is shit so he started writing the police again wow it's like he wanted to get caught and he started doing really weird shit like that's uh, why he's a fanboy in my eyes yes he gets the loser serial killer oh badge okay see this is the thing that gets really bad one of the ways he he let the press know he left not really a manifesto but he had proof it was him um in a cereal box in the back of somebody's car. And they went, go here and get it. And a he, cereal box? Yes! Oh, he did this bunch. on purpose. I know, it's the totally a Daniel box. joke. We were joking about it earlier. Yes. Cereal killer or cereal killer? <laughs> but he would do weird things like go to the library and check out this book and turn to this page. And He was trying to be cool. Exactly. He still doesn't strike me as cool, though. No, right? I wait until like you see me. a picture of him. But the way he got <laughs> caught. So yeah. he's in this weird communication with police. It's a very active communication. And uh, he wrote them at one point and went, can I send you a floppy disk? Is it traceable? Serious? Yes. This, this is guy like, is like the worst serial killer I've ever heard of. This is like 2004, 2000, I, I think 2004, 2005, 2006. So I was following the trial in college. Okay, okay. And um, he, uh, the, the, 
like like you can't you can't lie. You're the police. You can't trace this, right? And the police went, "No, we can't do that. Of course we can't not. do that at all." I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. So he sent it. Oh my god. Are you serious? Yes. And the Sorry. computer guys are like, "There has to be some kind of encryption. We're never going to be able to find this." But like, you know, let's check this out. And they got into it. And it is uh, the last login on this floppy disk is from somebody named Dennis at this church. Are you serious? Yes. And these cops are like, no, no, it can't be that easy. So the one guy's like Googling it. And sure enough, Dennis Hager from I can't remember which church comes up. He's one of the eldermen of the church. He is a Boy Scout leader. He has two kids and a wife. All of it. And they went and picked him up and he's like, what took you so long? And they're like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) A-hole. That is literally how the man got caught. He, he, okay, so he wins the loser award. Yes. Of all the serial killers because he, first of all, he was never a true one in my opinion because he was a fanboy who was obsessed with other serial killers looking to imitate it and almost, it seems, wanted to get caught. Oh. He wanted the fame, the power that goes behind that. He wanted that fame. Fear. That fear, but I'll tell you, he didn't quite have it. No. Okay. So, so it's a perfect place to wrap up on this, but don't worry. Dun, dun, dun. If you liked this, there will be a part two, because Daniel, how many more serial killers do we have to we, go? We have at least four more. We have oh four my God, do we really? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to leave this one, and I hope you guys don't have any nightmares, but uh, <laughs> well, Good night and sleep tight.